0: Good morning. My name is Deacon Norman Freeman and I will be presenting today's lesson titled Hope Through Stewardship from 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 4 through 11. Let us first go to God in prayer. Great Jehovah Yahweh, we humbly submit ourselves before you this day, thanking you for another opportunity to study your word. We pray that your word will go forward in a manner that will be pleasing and acceptable to you. We pray that you will use this lesson in a way that someone will be drawn to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. We praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pentecost is a Greek word meaning 50th, and the day of Pentecost occurs 50 days after the Passover lamb had been slain. Christ had told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem until God had given them the power from on high. There were 120 of Christ's disciples gathered in the upper room waiting. While they were waiting, Peter initiated the selection process for replacing Judas, the betrayer of Christ. Among the requirements were, having been with Jesus since the baptism by John, number two, being a witness of Jesus's resurrection, and number three, having beheld his ascension into heaven. Of the two men evaluated, Matthias was selected to complete the number of 12. But of course, we know God had other plans as he met Paul on the Damascus road and selected Paul to replace Judas. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, Acts 2 records the following, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues as like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Men from every nation on earth were in Jerusalem that day and were amazed when they heard these men speaking in the language they understood. These 120 men were not speaking in every language on earth, although we know God could have made it so if he desired. Instead, the men spoke, and the hearers Heard the words in each of the hearers' own language. Peter preached, and 3,000 souls were added to the church that day. Today's lesson, titled Hope Through Stewardship from 1 Peter, 1st chapter, verse 4 through 11, is divided into four parts for ease of discussion. I will read uh, today's scripture from the New Living to, uh, Translation, and then discuss each part directly after the scripture reading. These four parts are, part one, Christ's example from 1 Peter, fourth chapter, verse one and two, and part two, Christ's teaching, put off the old, put on the new from 1st Peter 4th chapter, verse three through six. Part three, Christ's teachings, be sober, watchful, and prayerful. From 1st Peter, part chapter four, verse seven through nine. And part four, Christ's teaching, gifts of honor. 1st Peter 4th chapter, verse 10 through 11. Scripture for part one, Christ's example. 1 Peter fourth chapter verse 1 and 2 and verse 1 reads, so then Christ suffered physical pain. You must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires but you will be anxious to do the will of God. Now let's discuss this part one, Christ's example. Peter asked his audience to ha- arm themselves with the same attitude as Christ. And the Greek word that was used to describe this means to equip oneself for battle. There should be no compromise with sin because it brings spiritual death when one faces a deadly enemy, one has to take every necessary action to subdue and overcome the enemy. In 1 Peter 4 chapter verse 1, the statement, whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. The Greek word for body is often translated flesh and refers to the sinful nature in us. If anyone suffers for doing good and still faithfully obeys God in spite of suffering, that person has made a clean break with sin. Paul urges his readers to walk according to the spirit because life in the spirit is opposed to life in the flesh. Paul says that his strategy to avoid falling into sin is to bring his body into subjection. Subjection of the body is a prerequisite to a life of sanctification. The resolution to fulfill God's will keeps us away from evil human desires. The person who turns from gratifying evil human desires orients his or her life toward fulfilling what is pleasing to God. Scripture for part two, Christ's teaching. Put off the old, put on the new. First Peter, chapter four, verses three through six. And verse three reads, you have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy, their immorality and lust, their feastings and drunkenness and the wild parties and their terrible worship of idols. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. But remember that they will have to face God who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. That is why the good news was preached to those who are now dead. So although they were destined to die like all people, they now live with God in the spirit. Now let's discuss part two, Christ's teachings, put off the old, put on the new. The sins here refer to idol worship. The Israelites were enticed by the Moabites to sin through their cultic practices. Baal worship and many other pagan worships included immoral practices. Not only should a Christian shun these sins, but the setting in which these sins happen should be avoided as well. The abstention from the idolatry and the immoral behavior brought the fury to of their uh, former friends and in, in the early church were portrayed as enemies of the state because they would know, would not take part in what was considered as worship of the king. The detractors of the Christians in Asia Minor will not go unpunished, all will be judged by god both dead and alive verse 6 talks about good news was preached to those who are now dead who are these who are now dead they are the old testament believers jesus's teaching in the parable of lazarus and the rich man describes this at their deaths the souls of the old testament believers went immediately into the presence of god read this in luke the 16th chapter verse 22. scripture for part three christ's teachings be sober watchful and prayerful first peter fourth chapter verse seven through nine and verse seven reads the end of the world is coming soon Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sin. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. Now let's discuss part three, Christ's teachings. Be sober, watchful, and prayerful. Peter wants his readers to be alert because the end is at hand. The judgment day is getting nearer and there is a need for Christians to pray. We are admonished to pray without ceasing. We are to love each other with a fervent love. The Christian community needs to express love among its members. Proverbs 10th chapter verse 12 says, love shall cover the multitude of sins. And this means that believers will forgive and overlook the sins of others. We should strive to live out the second greatest commandment to love our neighbors as ourselves, Matthew second chapter verse 39. Love was expressed by offering hospitality to fellow Christians as they traveled. Accommodations akin to modern hotels were rare. Biblical hospitality consisted of providing shelter and food. Peter urges Christians to exercise hospitality, even though these privileges were sometimes abused. Guidelines were later adopted to prevent abuse. For example, a guest could not stay more than three days at the expense of the host. Scripture for part four, Christ's teaching, gifts of honor. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10 and 11. And verse 10 reads, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ, all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Now let's discuss part four, Christ's teaching. Gifts of honor. All Christians have received various spiritual gifts. These gifts are from the Holy Spirit, The goal of the gifts is for the service of others, not for self-gratification. Read this in 1 Corinthians 12, chapter, verse 4, verse 7, and Ephesians 4, chapter, verses 11 through 13. The gifts should be used in faithfulness according to God's purpose for granting them. God works through each Christian to fill a need in the community. There are no ungifted Christians. All gifts should be exercised according to God's will. A Christian's whole life should bring glory to God. This ends today's lesson. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for giving light to your ways and opening our minds that we may see the things that you have stored up for us. Help us to remember to be obedient to you in every way. Help us to recognize that while we are alive here on earth, that we must live in a manner that reflects your ways and your values. Give us the wisdom to know and understand what life in your presence will be like. Help us to understand that all we need to do is tell the story, and the Holy Spirit does the rest. Bless this lesson and allow it to touch someone to bring them to a closer relationship with Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen.